Terrible Books with Kate. Doo-doo. Hi, welcome to Terrible Books with Kate. I'm Laurel Woods. And I'm Caitlin Wilson. And this is a podcast where I assign Kate a terrible book to read. And then I read it and tell it back to Laurel. It, we have a lot of fun. And this <laughs> month, we have an extra special guest. We have Jess. Can I say your last name? Yeah. We have Jess Griggs with us. Yay! Um, and uh, what book did we read this month? Well. <laughs> <laughs> did you actually choose this one, Jess? I think you and Laurel were talking before Laurel ever assigned it to me. Yes, it was Jess's idea. Okay. Yeah. So tell us about it, Jess. Well, I have Chicken Soup for the Teenage Soul, which is different than other versions of this book, <laughs> as we will discuss. Um, and I think my... Honestly, I think my favorite part is all of the endorsements for the first, like, 17 pages of this book, (laughs) because they really felt like they needed to talk it up, which I think speaks highly of the content afterwards. (laughs) Wow. Um, Um, And when was this one published? The one that I have was published in 1996, which, as most people know, is the height of literature. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Actually, Um, our last episode was a book from 1996. Oh, yeah, Yeah, it was, wasn't it? The Return to the Secret Garden. That I was just written. listened to that yesterday. <laughs> wow. Way to do your homework, Jess. Yeah. 96. What a year. What, uh, yeah. <laughs> what a year to be six. Um, yep. And Kate, uh, which one, what book okay. did you read? Well, so I got the text. Laurel was like, I talked with Jess. We're doing chicken soup for the teenage soul. And I looked it up on the library website. And I was like, well, chicken soup for the teen soul is probably the same thing. Teenagers and teens are the same thing, right? Yes. <laughs> Turns out it's not. I got Chicken Soup for the Teen Soul, and that was published in 2007. And we're sure that they have different stories on them? Like, it's not just different editions of the same book? I'm like, maybe sure. it, they hit the They hit the knots, and they were like, you know what? We need to get rid of this whole age suffix thing. No one needs that yeah. anymore. Maybe so. Slang. Am I right? The youths yeah. these days. Let's look at our table of contents and okay. maybe for some comparisons. My my table of contents starts out with section one, life stories. Maybe they all have the same sections, though. Oh, gosh. Maybe yours doesn't have Jess a table of contents. It's on, only blurbs. <laughs> on relationships. Okay. On friendships. So we must be different, because mine is life stories. Section two is friendship. Section three is facing challenges. Ooh. Section four is love stories. Oh, my. Woo-woo. Did you have a love stories section in yours? Um, I have a relationships friendships love and kindness Hmm. and honestly all three of them had like the same stuff i mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so today on terrible books with kate we have read two different books (laughs) we're at least in the same series though very similar titles probably very similar content um, but this was further complicated by just, you said that you found, you actually did oh, have a hard time and we had to like cross check a few times <laughs> Kate, to make sure you were reading the same book, which obviously still ended up, still ended up being wrong, <laughs> but you found like some other chicken soup for oh, the, there are so many, I was looking, this is not even a comprehensive list, but on the back of my book, there's, well, I mean, can't com- be comprehensive because right. it's 1996 this and we already true. see like so many. But there, yeah, so there's so there's a Chicken Soup for the Teenage Soul 2, as well as Chicken Soup for the Teenage Soul on Love and Friendship. Oh. So, shoot. Um, there's also for Nurse's Soul, Teacher's Soul, and The Soul of America. Oh, no. <laughs> which I feel like we missed an opportunity by not reading that <laughs> one. But yes, I uh, went to my local library and... Went through the process of looking this book up. Yeah. And it got to the right section, and there were maybe four or five chicken soup for the souls. But the, it, they were for the preteen soul, for the preteen soul on tough stuff, or preteens talk tough stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think one for the dog lover's soul and something else. Mm-hmm. But no teenage soul, not even the original chicken soup for the soul. Mm. And so then I had the fun process of going up to the front desk as a 28-year-old woman and asking, <laughs> asking the lady at information if she could look it up for me in case I missed for it. For your or... niece. <laughs> right. 
And so she was like looking it up. She's like, well, we don't have it here, but we have it at the, you know, this other library. Um, and so she's, she wanted, she, I asked if she could call. I didn't want to like, you know, drive 20 minutes to this other library just to have it not there. And she, so she's calling and she's on hold. And it's just kind of this awkward silence between us. Like, we're, like she's whatever, looking up this book. And so I just, I don't know, I hate the silence. And so I felt the need to fill it in with something. And so I was like, I mean, you know, I'm just reading, I'm like going to be on a podcast with a friend and I'm going to be reading. And she just gives me the strongest side eye. I was like, no, you know, nope. <laughs> and I was like tempted to like keep going and justify. I was like, no, the more I justify it, I really feel like the worst is getting so I just kind of stopped and then she's still on hold (laughs) (laughs) so that was fun and then so yeah I had to travel to this other library and I didn't have my library card on me so I couldn't do the self-checkout so then I had to go again (laughs) that's and have them you know like check me out wouldn't manually check me out or whatever so there's two people now that know my face and are associating it with this lovely book. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well what a saga to get to the point where we have to talk about this book yeah um i have very limited experience with chicken soup books um because i have only ever seen them in vacation rentals yeah. um and um like youth group libraries yeah you know there's that one bookshelf with teenage spirituality in every in most evangelical kind of like churches you know they've got the section of books of yeah how to be a teenager and love god so um and chicken soup seems to be a part of that um but yeah i was also gonna say like from from that book list right they don't or from the library right they didn't even have the original chicken soup like does this mean that you know how like in art there's an aspect of like at some point the parodies and the satire and the riffs or just like the even the earnest riffs on a piece of art originally like eventually transcend the original piece of art <laughs> does this mean that <laughs> the chicken soup genre has transcended the original work oh definitely yeah and i think yeah. we're going to explore those themes <laughs> throughout this podcast throughout this podcast <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, so um, who, so you, I asked each of you because there's no way we're going to go into every single plot line of every single story in your two different books. Definitely um, not. So I asked each of you to pick like two or three stories yeah. that you really wanted to go through. Who wants to go first? I think as our guest, Jess should go first. I agree. What a privilege, guys. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I will just start with, I mean, just on, as soon as you open the cover of this book, do you want to explain the cover? Is that part of your thing? Oh, yeah. Our tradition. Okay. Uh, Chicken Soup for the Teenage Soul, New York Times bestseller. Mm. Yeah. And then there are like splashes of watercolor paint on like half of the cover. And then that kind of fades out. And then in like the, I think I could call it the iconic font. It says chicken soup for the teenage soul. 101 stories of life, love, and learning. Mm. Um, uh, What is it? Combined by, curated by, curated by Jack Canfield, Mark Victor Hansen, and Kimberly Kerberger. I know how to read the word Hansen. It's just that it's covered by the library sticker. That is your cover. So how about as our guest, you go ahead and... Give us a give us a quick rundown of your favorite. Okay. So, yes, as soon as you open the cover, there's no blank page, there's no it just jumps right into um a couple quotes from people who have presumably read this book. <laughs> <laughs> and my two favorite uh, <laughs> This one comes from Michael, age 16. I liked reading about how girls feel in relationship to guys. That was the best part. (laughs) So already, I feel like there's just a lot to unpack there. Uh And the first thing that comes to mind is, because talking to girls about how they feel is obviously out of the question, I must read about it in this carefully curated and comprehensive book. Mm -hmm. So Michael is really doing his best here. 
is it in my mind I was like oh well I'm glad your aunt gave you that book because for some reason in my mind I have this thing like this book is something that your aunt gives to you because they can't think of anything else is that like is that wrong I've never gotten a bad gift from an aunt it's just it feels very like an aunt like gift I just can't imagine a 16 year old boy reading this at all so it's amazing that he did and then also somehow submitted Maybe he's like Jack Canfield's nephew Who's or Jack something. Canfield? Jack Canfield, the, oh. he's the main dude. Oh, yeah. that guy. The main yeah. like, Tyler editor. Obs. Obs. Yeah. I'm surprised um. you don't recognize his name. <laughs> Immediately. I mean, I did read it like a minute ago. <laughs> no matter. <laughs> this other one from Regina Fontanelia mm. uh, says, If ever I would buy a book, Oh boy. This is the book I would buy. (laughs) (laughs) So with that ringing endorsement, I think I'm going to jump right in. (laughs) I like how that blurb implies also that she did not buy this book. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But there is an introduction. And I'll just read the f- the first sentence. Dear teenager, finally, a book for you. Oh. Really, in all caps. Really is in all caps. And so, <laughs> I mean, created in 1996 was a while ago. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that they had books for teenagers. Mm. <laughs> and probably books for teenagers that were self-help-ish. And... I don't know. But anyway, so I just think that's a bold claim that, like, this is... This is it. This finally is a book for the you. canonical first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Clearly one of many. I mean, we have Chicken Soup for the Teen Soul, so... The one that the people it liked all. it all. Yeah. <laughs> and let's see. Okay, so... <clears throat> one of the stories that I thought was interesting... <laughs> Good blurbs, by the way. Good blurb. Okay, okay. Was Losing the Us. Uh-oh. And this is in the On Relationships section. Um, you know, you could it. have that same title in Chicken Soup for the American Soul, mm. and then it would just be you Losing the U.S. <laughs> and it would be about <laughs> the loss of identity as Whoa. a nation. Why didn't you contribute? <laughs> There could be for the American soul too, and maybe you could contribute to yes. it. <laughs> I doubt it, but okay. <laughs> so this is the first the first story in the relationships section. And so and I feel like though like the first story in each section is very indicative kind of of how the rest of it's gonna be. Mm. And just important with its like placement, right? Like this yes. is the first one I'm getting if you were to skip in the different sections, whatever. And so this one is, I mean, pretty typical, like, high school relationship. She breaks up, like, her boyfriend breaks up with her and she's devastated. And I think it's supposed to be about how she kind of, you know, gets over her first love and mm-hmm. her first crush and her first breakup. Um, but really, it's, and it's a super short story. It's, like, two pages long or three pages long. And, but she spends the first 75%... <laughs> of it just on how devastated she was like um and basically she just explains a super codependent relationship with her boyfriend Mm -hmm. and then um in the end she just I don't know she just kind of has a couple lines about how but now I'm whole again and I'm a whole person um but the two quotes that I picked out that I thought were great was in my rebound stage I pursued a lot of guys but once I healed they pursued me I was like, is that really, is that really what the point of Is this the goal? <laughs> it sort of seems huh. like you're just spiraling into maybe another codependent relationship, mm. but mm. that's cool. And then <laughs> a couple sentences later, this is like the second to the last sentence. She says, I'm in a new relationship now, and eventually we will probably break up. <laughs> I mean. You're not wrong. <laughs> I'd like to maybe touch base with her again now. Yeah, you know, twenty odd years later. That's exactly (laughs) what I was thinking when you're as you were like reading this, and I'm like, oh man, 1996. If this girl is like what 15, probably 
Yeah, I mean, later, twenty three years later, twenty three years later, like where is she, where is she at? Like, how you doing, girl? How you doing? <laughs> does, how do you look back on that? Does how your do you book look back have a contributor section in the back? Because mine does. It doesn't. Ah, oh, bummer. Because there is one girl from my book that um actually put her email address in here. Yeah. So I was like, oh, maybe yours has that, and we could contact her. But that would be great. Well, the no. book itself, or yeah, in one of the like intro pages, it had a like share with us and it had their address and an email and it was at aol.com yeah. <laughs> so I think that shows its age but I also wondered if it was active and I almost emailed it but I was like no <sighs> yeah I know yeah I did find that there is a chicken soup for the soul website where like all of these short stories live oh really but you only it's like the New York Times you only get like three stories a month oh my and then you have to pay a subscription. What if my soul needs more chicken soup than three a month? You have to. You can pay four ninety nine a and, month, and you can get unlimited access. That's more than the New York Times. But I think the quality of the work and the extensive backlog that we have is well, well worth a latte. A do month. you think that there might be a certain amount of identity protection going on here? I mean, like there, there is. I mean. I don't want to make fun of the emotions that this girl is experiencing. Sure. Merely the idea that we're like, that publishing of this work is like, I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? That, like, I mean, it's good for writers to have time to write. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool for a, a young writer to be published. Yeah. But, well, yeah. I mean, a, a young writer's first work is statistically just like this girl's relationship. Not likely to succeed, right? Like it's it's because it's your first try, and you yeah. have to give it a first try. And that doesn't mean it's not art, and it doesn't mean it's not earnest. It just means that it's probably not going to be that great, right? So, like, how do you guys feel about like these existing and us literally having a podcast to? I'm gonna generously say critique. I tried to keep. So yeah, I mean, definitely some of these are pretty not great, but. I think in my critique and when I was thinking about it, it was less about like, you're a stupid person and you have stupid feelings and you wrote about them. That's unfortunate. <laughs> and more like the curators of this, Jack and Mark and Kimberly, mm-hmm. and that like, this is what you presented to the world of teenagers. And, mm-hmm. and you're not even teens, Mark and, and Kimberly yeah. and Jack, whatever your names are. Like, yeah. Especially because I, while we were talking, I looked up the company and it's been extant since 1993 and so if they were adults starting a company in 1993 now we're you know 26 years down the road and they're that they're even that much more removed from teenagerhood <laughs> and so yeah I like I like what you point what you point out there because it's like yeah you're not a teen but you're the one who's deciding what teen gets published yeah how relevant is are your views I guess totally Jack Canfield (laughs) (laughs) I have more more questions about how we feel about this but I feel like Jess should go on with her second story (laughs) okay um this is also in the relationships section and it's sketchy title my first kiss and then some oh (laughs) so do you receive these 90s teens teenagers sorry (laughs) I don't want to confuse that um and this girl it's super short she talks, talks about how she was super shy. It was her first boyfriend. And she says a couple times, like, I think we wanted to kiss, but neither one of us had the courage to make the first move. Mm. Um, but they dated for six months. So that's pretty, I feel like that's... In teen time. Yeah. That's Forever years. without I kissing. Mean, I mean, good for them for, you know, taking it at their own pace. Yeah. Well, and then... Uh-oh. <laughs> she talks about how... They're sitting on the couch and they're watching a movie and he's like scooting closer to her. Classic teen scenario. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he like goes in for a kiss and she covers her face with a pillow. And then he does it again and she covers her face with a pillow again. And then he tries it again and she stands up and like goes to the door. And then he tries again and she like smiles and he kisses her teeth. Ew. Ah. <laughs> 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 and then he just like left and then I'm guessing they broke up because she just kept saying how she was super embarrassed blah 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 and the first year at college I was determined not to be the shy girl any longer I wanted to learn how to kiss with confidence and grace and I did so (laughs) 
There's a that's the then some. That's a lot of history packed in two sentences. <laughs> we don't have time to unpack all of that. I'm like striding across the room, John Mulaney style. <laughs> and then it ends with like several years later, I guess she found like she went to a bar and found this guy, and he was sitting there, what? and she like came up and just like kissed him, like just went to town so that she could prove that she knew how to kiss now. What? No, no, no. And then... How is this for the teenage soul? So this was not a teenage author? How is she in a bar? Yeah, she. so this is not a teenage author. She okay. just is talking about her teen years. Um, but the last sentence is, he pointed to the lady next to him and said, Mary Jane, I'd like you to meet my wife. Oh my gosh. Yikes. Oh. So there are several things about yeah. this. Yeah. <clears throat> First and foremost being, like, she clearly was giving him signals to, like, back the heck up. No Am is I no. right? Like, or n- not yes is no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, just, ugh, just gross. Oh, like, he just, like, yeah. kept going for no, it. No, lots like, of consent times. that was not being talked about there. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then she just sort of, like, turned that on him and was like, I'm just gonna... I was gonna. Yeah, in in both ends of the story, right? Yeah. Consent is a theme that is unspoken. Uh, yeah. And so then comes into question again what we were talking about, like Jack Canfield. Is this really the lessons you want to like put in front of teens? That like, yeah. If you're shy, you should just soak up whatever attention a guy will give you, even if you're clearly uncomfortable with it, or even as like the female in this story, that like one she would accept that and like want that but then because of that that really shaped how she like viewed herself and like how she wanted to learn how to kiss people like that's not a thing to shape your identity around that's super unfortunate and if it were a 15 year old writing you know about her current experiences or you know like just a teenager in general writing about her experiences and how she was processing them in the moment like that's one thing but then to have a woman presumably in her 20s come back and having learned the the incorrect lesson from that right or or just like kind of a not as healthy lesson from that Mm -hmm. which i guess brings me to like my question that i held off on earlier which miraculously aligned lined up with what just read right (laughs) which is like what what do you think these guys' mission was because part of me is like hmm, maybe their mission is to give a window into the unfiltered teenage soul right maybe it's not about learning good lessons maybe it's just <laughs> expressing emotion and expressing you know a kind of a practice in like your normal if you also experience things in this way but if they're having a 20 year old contribute having taken that lesson from it and non-consensually kissed a married man right yep or just a man really right. like it doesn't matter um Having non consensually kissed a man. What what was the what what was the curator's mission here? It's really hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's no mission statement on the on on the books or introduction from any of the any of the curators. Their big thing was these stories talk to you and not at you. Yeah. So Okay. <laughs> so that's I mean, that could mean either these are stories you're supposed to learn from but in a cool way. Yeah. Right. Or it could mean these stories are giving you an idea of what other teenagers experience. Yeah. I don't think they came into it with no agenda though, especially in my, I don't know about your 96 version. (laughs) I don't know about your version, Jess. But in 2007, (laughs) that one was like, it came, like it hit me with a real after school special vibe. Like every story had a moral and like, it was like the girl would flip her hair and she was so cool for, living this moral and that's how it ended on a cool <laughs> yes. hair flip and it was like okay this is giving me a very distinct like impression of what they want to get across you're cool for not going with the crowd you're cool for standing up for your values all ideas that i'm like it's not so much that you're striving for coolness and following your values but just like are you being true to yourself and i think that's what they're trying to come at but they're missing the mark <laughs> just a tad <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the woman here, right, writing this story is clearly telling a story of the formation of her values. Yeah. And then her acting on them. But that does not mean that they are values that fit into a healthy 
life like, yeah. or whatever into a healthy relationship or whatever. Anyway, third story. Third story. <laughs> this one had two really unfortunate quotes, but the summary is that it's about bullying. Okay. And interestingly enough, it's so a, we've moved out of the relationships. Yes, we're now on friendship. What is different than relationships? Clearly, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and so this is actually written from the perspective of someone who was a bully, or at least participated in bullying. Um, and so it's about this girl Betty Ann, and she moved um to Virginia from Ohio. And the way she's talked about in the story is like she's from a like a different planet like one line says something about like she had her peasant tops and her strange ideas it's like that ohio and virginia really aren't that (laughs) what's a peasant top (laughs) (laughs) like a long flowy like it has oh and like kind of tunicky maybe oh kind of like a hippie vibe i guess embroidery is coming to mind as i'm thinking about it yeah oh and they're kind of like like they kind of have a crinkly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So she had peasant tops and weird ideas. And yeah. Weird ideas. <laughs> like what? About what? Not, it was not specified. Clothing? Okay. But they're, yeah, <laughs> right. And like they're in like middle school, I think. Okay. Well, or may, I mean, maybe like freshman year, but it's just like, how many, you're, you all have weird ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so not the best yet, but that's fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, this girl comes and they, for some reason she, I guess she's just new and I don't know. And that's kind of why they pick on her and her peasant tops. I guess that was really in, informed their opinion of her. And basically everyone just, yeah, they just ignore her or like, she just kind of becomes a joke. Um, She brought up, oh yeah, she, for her ass- assignment for something, she was talking about a Langston Hughes poem um, and no one had heard of him. And so, hmm. um they thought she was a freak because of that which is like super unfortunate like yeah but that is so freshman of like you know something that the rest of us don't yes. you must be a complete weirdo yeah and so and then so it ends up that the this writer um got paired up with um betty ann for an assignment and went over to her house and her mom was like oh we're so glad to have you over you know you're the first one of betty ann's friends to come here and um and because this is the 90s uh for some reason (laughs) they put blue cheese on a salad (laughs) um a friend of the writers called her at betty ann's home oh on the home phone she's like oh i know i know this guy's gonna be at betty ann's tonight yeah i guess i'll look it up in the yellow pages (laughs) So she, she calls her at Betty Ann's mm-hmm. home. Like, asks for her, and she goes you know, in the kitchen and, like, talks on the phone. And the – I can't find whatever, but the girl on the other line said something, like, making fun of Betty. Like, how's <sighs> it going with blah, 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 blah. And, like, the mom overheard it. And so <sighs> the girl, I don't know, said something and then hung up. And the mom's like, I don't know why you guys don't like her. Like, she likes you so much. <laughs> she was like, ooh, stabbed to the heart. Well, then – like no one saw her after that she got transferred to a different school what? and then they heard later that like she had this like nervous breakdown oh, no. and so then obviously the point late later um a little heavy-handed sticks and stones only break bones words can shatter the soul oh gosh so, yeah. rough. um was that the I last mean, true that but also <laughs> that's the last line of that story uh, yeah. we never find out where betty ann went or no. like <gasps> No. no. Short stories rarely have pleasure. Uh, yeah. That's why <laughs> I, I hate, hate them. short stories. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the, one of the lines that so they're talking about Langston Hughes and saying like, no one ever, the, the only, um, like person of color they ever heard of was Martin Luther King. And the line is Martin Luther King was being nailed by most of the adults we knew. <laughs> And I'm guessing she meant, like, was, like, drilled into our heads by most of the... I don't don't know. Or, like, it was... You know what I mean? That's very weird. They're, like, hammering it in. Just as, like, this is the only... I'm guessing that's One you need to know about? Yeah. But then... What a weird turn of phrase. (laughs) I read it, like, five times. Like, am I missing a word? (laughs) Like, am I... 
did I skip a line? Like, this can't really be what this sentence is. And I even, like, followed it with my finger a few times. I was like, <laughs> no, this is for sure. Nope, the racism is real. <laughs> nope. Let me let me do that again. Let me turn the light on on the back. Let me, let me backlight it and front light it here. Follow with my finger. Nope. Yep. Still... Yeah. Still only willing to acknowledge one one single black man in existence. Yeah. And just that he was being nailed by their parents. So. <laughs> we don't know what that means. Like, if, if they were, like, down on him or... Because if this is another writer who is in their 20s, uh-huh. then... And this was published 90s. It's possible that hmm. the parents were not huge fans. True. Because... Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Just yeah, it's hard to know what that little line meant. So uh, it contributor really or, stuck out. Yeah, so <laughs> listeners can write in to mm. tell us what being nailed <laughs> means in the context of this story. Please do, and I'm gonna follow up on those comments. <laughs> yeah, and I'm then, trying to get more listener engagement. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a right opportunity. So then the other one is. Not better, I would say, arguably. Anyway, it's there. She's describing this new girl uh-huh. and she's saying, She was our little moron, our Polak. Oh, no. Our Polak, our village idiot. And I was like, No. Polak? No. And I even like looked it up. It's a racial slur. It's a racial slur, but I was, looked it up. I was like, Maybe is, like, it has like some other meaning or yeah, something. Yeah. No, totally. no. I was like, No. It's just a straight up racial slur. And, but, but like, in the context of that sentence, why would it? Yeah. Totally. Like synonymous with little moron and village idiot. Like wh- what? <laughs> like, huh? And where? And well, this is okay, taking place so, in Virginia. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah, and so I can I can provide some context for that. Okay. I'm thinking like Polish people were very frequently like like that's what like that's what that racial slur is. Right. That's so crazy. Right. Um. It's like it's meant to evoke Polish people, right? And it is very like. Have you ever you guys have heard like all of those jokes that no one ever tells anymore because they're racist, of or like they're bigoted of about um like different like oh like a Frenchman and Irishman and a Polishman walk into a bar or right, whatever yeah. the the like the one who is acting foolishly in those scenarios is usually the Polish person. Really? Yes. So that. do you know where it comes from? Because like, I think I, it's when like I, a World War II thing. When I think Ooh. Virginia, I, I don't think, oh, there must be a huge Polish population in Virginia and that's where they're picking it up. I, I'm feeling like it came from somewhere else and kind of migrated into the vernacular. Right. No, yeah, it's definitely like one of those things that I think started as a specific thing and then just became like a generalized, oh, yeah, you know, Polish huh. people. Good background. Moral. As a teenager, though, I don't. I don't know. I well, wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I think that we're just like I, used to current, like that's yeah. true. Current things where I think that a lot of like those those things have been not everything, obviously, but a lot of those things have been kind of stricken from the record in and vocabularies. Yeah, and I'm also gonna say maybe just um, the distance of time. Like I know a lot of things. I think back to my teenagerhood in rural Arizona and just where I grew up was a really small town. And I think about some things that we talked about. I'm like, Oh, now I understand what that means. I just parroted stuff and didn't really get the context behind it. Um, or like definitions even of words or like, where did that come from? Yeah. And, um, I actually teach a religion class for teenagers right now. And as we're reading stuff, we're learning about the history of our church. And as we're reading stuff, that's one of my big things that I'm like, okay, do we know what all the words here mean? Let's look up definitions because I don't want you guys to just hear the words and not know what's actually what what they're from, what they what their actual contextual meaning is. Yeah. Um. So I I I can see how a, how a teenager would just be like, I'm so cool for writing, and I'm so cool for knowing all these different ways of saying idiot, and then you'd be like, Well, uh, yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but I get it. Well, so then again begs the question, like, Jack Canfield. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you, like... How much editorial guidance? Yeah. And then real quick, I won't go too much into this other story, but there was one on the, in the tough stuff section Mm -hmm. that talked about, I mean, the, the main point of it was just that this girl, uh, her, she had a friend who she knew was depressed and like, she read a bunch of her friends, like super depressing poems and was like super worried about her and then her friend moved to the other side of town 
and um, her mom told her that like, oh, your friend called, you should call her back. And so she did and left a, a message on her voicemail. And then the girl called her back a couple minutes later and was like, I'm so glad you called me. I heard your voice. I was in the basement with a gun to my head and I was oh going to kill gosh. myself. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Took a turn there. And she's like, I'm so glad that I heard your voice and you called me back. Like, can you come over and we can talk about stuff? Right. And that was pretty much the end of the story. And then you're like, call 911. Totally. Yeah. So my comments were, oh yeah, what, like, what do you want teens to take away from this? Like one, this girl saw a pattern of like mental illness or Mm -hmm. at least like a cry for help. Right. Right. And she just stuffed it in there. At least the story doesn't say that she talked to anyone about it. And if she did, then those adults did not take it seriously. But then two, I think it, it gets the message across that like this girl felt like she was the only one that yeah. could like respond to this person's call, which is too much for any one person yeah. at any point in their life. A teenager to feel like, is not equipped for that. Totally. Well, no one really is to be like that one person, right? But to feel all of that responsibility and to feel like this person will will die without me, right? And so Ooh, like there's yeah. hor- really horrible like right. lessons to take away. Yeah, like, I don't. Well, I, going back to that <laughs> other story with the codependency that yeah. you saw in that, and and just like a lot of um unhealthy, yeah. um. Too much responsibility. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, <laughs> those were great choices. Let's just pivot Jess. real awesome. hard. Yeah. Let's see how those different really teens good. are than the teenagers. Yeah. Yes. Ten years, eleven years down the road, how have the teens changed? Actually, before we do that, I want to say, um, on my book, I have a few different contributors than yours. So, mm. I, well, not contributors, um, compilers. So I do have Jack Canfield. I I have Mark Victor Hansen, but then I also have Stephanie H Meyer, oh. and I was like. Of Twilight fame? I looked it up. It's not. Oh, it's a different shoot. Stephanie Meyer. I was really excited because I'm like, oh. Tell me more. <laughs> but it's Stephanie H. Meyer and John Meyer. I assume they're married. That's just an assumption. So I Googled Stephanie H. Meyer to see if it was um, Twilight Gal. Mm. And it brought up Chicken Soup for the Teen Soul. And then it brought up a picture of Mark Victor Hansen and Jack Canfield. So I want you guys to just look at them mm. and see. They don't look like teenagers. Oh, Silver-haired. I feel like he just would get my teenage soul. Oh, yeah, yeah. For, for sure, right? With his tie and his suit. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll post that on our Instagram just so everyone can see who they are, what they look like. Yeah. Um, I feel like one of them would be able to handle my, um, my work injury claim. <laughs> for your soul. Yeah, for your soul. <laughs> Oh, that cut deep. <laughs> Chicken soup for the late twenties. Soul, am I right, guys? <laughs> I don't have a work injury claim, but I'm just saying that if I had a work injury claim, I feel like I would see an ad and respond to that ad for Jack Canfield to get yeah, it. This guy's face. Um, my so my book is different. It has a different cover. Yeah, let, let's just let's book had it. like wow, two for abstract shapes of color no this is very um literal there are teenagers on a stairwell Mm -hmm. we've got describe their headgear what are they wearing on their heads (laughs) what are they oh okay i think that you're looking at one particular headgear um one of the gals in like a cute look i mean yeah She's got a like a one of those thicker headbands mm-hmm. that go all the way around. Like Ooh. I feel like I see those pretty frequently now, just given where we live in the outdoors kind of culture. Coming back. Coming back, yeah. yeah. I see people wearing these a lot. But yeah, she's definitely wearing it the blue striped, one of those thick headbands that goes all the way around your head. <laughs> I loved it. And then we've got Yeah, I'm not gonna go into details. Um, there's teenagers <laughs> on a stairwell, you know. Just like they do. Some. Like you know, you do. hanging out in stairwells. Hanging out in stairwells. It's where you get the best acoustics. Definitely so. not doing anything shady. <laughs> um, so this one has a little sticker that says from the classic best-selling series, Real Life mm. Stories by Real Teens. And that's all I'm going to say. Sweet. Take, us, just, through, take us through the stories. Oh, this, this one has cartoons. Yeah, mine did too. They're not funny though. They're really not. Yeah, I was like, are these supposed to be funny? <laughs> are they They're supposed like... to be like a, a like getting a teenager used to reading uh, New Yorker <laughs> cartoons? I, it's hard to say what Teen... they contributed except for to take up space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as cause... I said, getting them used to New Yorker right. cartoons. <laughs> because especially in mine too, it was like they were all by the same artist. It wasn't like teen uh, submitted comics it was like one dude yeah who just drew all the comics in my in my book and i was like okay yeah he couldn't quite cut it for like you know those political satire comics so he's like you know what chicken soup for the soul 
to do some comics. <laughs> yeah. I kept re- and I, like you were with that with the one line in your story, you kept reading it over and over. There were some comics that I was like, Am I just not getting this? Totally. <laughs> Let me read it again. Maybe it'll be funnier the second time. <laughs> Maybe if I read this story before and after and then come back to yeah. it. Like <laughs> But nope. No. They don't relate in any way. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, the story's in my book, so I do. I did have different sections in yours. Um, oh, Laurel found something funny in it. <laughs> there's just so many good. There's one that's called a forced eruption. Something <laughs> that maybe a lot of teenagers. There's there's one called a, a beard. I wish I could grow a beard. Is that the whole story? <laughs> no. <laughs> just, I think he's just like kind of talking about growing a beard. <laughs> Was that in the tough stuff section? <laughs> <laughs> no, it says personal hurdles. <laughs> I feel like that's tough stuff just rebranded for the new century. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Through the generations. Oh, is this talking about like parents and stuff? Yeah, and grandparents. There were some um, stories in there of immigrant families, and they've talked with their grandparents about what it was like in their old country and how it differs from the the, from the new country. The new country and the yeah the things they deal with now. Also, can I just describe a yes. thing real quick? Okay, so there's this cartoon um, of these two girls standing. Oh, I get it now. It's still not funny. Um, they're like they're like standing in a hallway. There's lockers and stuff, and one of them has an armor on the other one. Who's saying? So the teacher said, "Anybody with dyslexia, raise your right hand." And she's raising her left hand. This just isn't funny to me because dyslexia has nothing to do with direction. Yeah, is... let's make fun of a learning disorder. <laughs> yeah, let's let's make fun of a cognitive difference. Oh my gosh. That it just doesn't make sense. It, that the, that's what is you'll find. Is she raising her left hand? Yeah, she's raising her left hand. Every comic in there, that'll be your same reaction. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd be, be like, "Oh, hand. I get it. It still isn't funny." <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Laurel before we started. I was. She was like, "How did you find the book?" I'm like, "I didn't make it through," which is the first time I've ever not gone through a whole book. Um, because <gasps> a historic day on the I know. for so many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I just I actually had like a lot of weird empathy for these stories because I was like oh this feels like reading my high school journal I hate it so much yes it's cringy but also I kind of get where you're coming from I'm like oh I remember feeling like this I remember writing stuff like this about the boy that I had a crush on or like the test that I failed and I'm just like oh my goodness I can't revisit those painful memories today there might be a live journal still out there that looks oddly similar to some of these yeah don't go looking for it (laughs) okay well i want to okay i have a few stories i honestly don't remember what happened oh no i do remember what happened in the stories i just picked most of them out for quotes because i was like oh that quote's real weird Um, (laughs) um and i told laurel that when i got to the section in my book titled love stories oh. i just was like eh, nope i'm done <laughs> yeah i read two stories and i was like i can't i can't go I can't. further and it's not even halfway through it's maybe like two thirds or one third of the way through um and so i was oh yuck yuck and i like what you said too about <laughs> the first story in each section being indicative of yeah. what because this was the first story and i was like oh okay <laughs> if that's what all of this love story section is going to be like it's going to be dumb um but this this one she's talking about the name of the story is it was real and then the quote right underneath the title is courage conquers all things mm-hmm. so it starts out they're walking through some snow it's her and her boyfriend she says he was my best friend in the world and he still is that's really important to me and a boyfriend to be able to be friends too to know that even if he were a girl, we'd still be best friends. And I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. I mean, I agree with the sentiment, but also, why does it sound so weird when she says it like that? It does sound so weird. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> get it together, Laurel. <laughs> <laughs> Then he drops her off at her door. Mm. They kiss in the snow. 
And then she goes inside and she says, sometimes I cry. (laughs) I just break down and cry. I don't always have a reason, semicolon. It just happens. I think I can blame it on the fact that I'm a girl. No, you can't. Girls do strange things like that, you know? No. (laughs) Anyway, when I got inside that night, I just cried. I bawled my eyes out. I went to my room and I sat on the floor and cried. (laughs) So I had that same reaction where I was like, it's not because you're a girl. Emotions are a human thing. It's fine to have emotions. It's okay to cry. Even if you were a boy, I would like you to know that you can have feelings. (laughs) She's not crying because she's sad, guys. She's just happy. (laughs) Happier than she's ever been or ever thought she could be that's what it says that's what it says Mm. um he wasn't the perfect prince charming and he had his flaws but it seemed like the kind of flaws i looked for in a guy (laughs) no oh uh -oh. rough (laughs) Uh. setting that bar real high (laughs) i like it (laughs) after she goes on this crying jag she's just in the middle of the night and she's just like, oh, no, I'm so I'm so full of emotion. It's pent up. I can't do anything about it. She runs out into the snow and runs over to his house. He just dropped her off. She runs over to his house. Does she knock on his door? That would be weird because what if his parents came to the door? Oh, no, he's still walking home. He hasn't made it all the mm, way home yet. Good. And she runs up and grabs him. I think it's supposed to be romantic. Like this, you can imagine this is a movie scene. She grabs him and then she just cries on him. <laughs> For no reason, though. "Uh, Okay, she hasn't told him anything. She just grabs him and cries on him. Sure, for sure. And then finally, she was like, I love you, and you don't have to say anything. I just love you, and I need for you to know that. And then he tells her that he loves her, too, and then he picks her up, and they kiss. And the last three lines say, when he looked at me, I felt love. But when he kissed me, I fell in love. Snow falling down. Oh. The end. So, yeah, first story in the love stories section. Goodbye. I was done. <laughs> What's the point of that one? I don't. I don't know. And that that was my thing too, because like the t- the sections before this were like facing challenges, um, friendship. What was the very first one? Life stories. Um, and so the, it all felt like they had a point of like, like I said, like kind of the after after school special. Here's a morality. Here's a moral to this. But this one, it was just she really loved her boyfriend, and she cried about it, and then they kissed in the snow. Maybe, again, going back to my theory that some of this could be just, like, it's normal for you to feel these things. Maybe it's yeah. one of those. Only but as at a the girl, same though. time, edit- <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, at the same time, this needs more editorial guidance because, yes, it is normal to feel these things. But then, yeah. I don't know. I, I think I-, I just keep on going back to, like, that same thing that we were saying in Return to the Secret Garden, mm-hmm. where a lot of, like, <clears throat> a lot of the sexuality stuff was really glossed over yeah because of when it was written in time yeah not because of when it was set in time but because of where the author was in time right and i feel the same way about a lot of the stuff in these things of like being like codependent relationships are great was or like or like having to bear the responsibility of talking your friend out of you know committing suicide right like it was like okay to expect a teenager and right. to do that or whatever. And I'm wondering if I if I had read this when I was a teenager, if I would have related to it more. Because I'm, you know, I'm looking through the lens of 10 years ago. Yeah, we're committing the same sins as the collaborator, <laughs> as the yeah. curators. Yeah. Because right? yeah. <laughs> um, I'm kind of like, oh, it's so cringy. But I wonder if it would have, if anything would have resonated with me mm. 10 years ago. Maybe, maybe I would, maybe I would totally relate to that story of kissing in the snow. I don't know. It sort of feels like she just, like had this scene in her mind and she was like i feel like i want to write it out because yeah. it has a happy ending mm. yeah which <laughs> actually which is nice i didn't love the happy ending because it was more like a sappy ending ah. but ah. <laughs> rhymes but i did like that it was ha- a lot of the stuff in here was really heavy totally i, I oh, was reading yeah. it and it was it was hard because it was just like one it was sad like the... story after another mm-hmm. and i think it was supposed to be encouraging like teens yeah. like hey teens other teens like you experience hard times. Look what they did to get through it. But for me, I was just like, oh. This it was is like romantic relief. Drudging. Yeah. 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 So um, next story. Yeah. I don't want to talk about that one anymore. Goodbye, Snow Story. <laughs> um, this next story is called Knowing When. And here's the quote right underneath it. The minute you settle for less than you deserve, 
you get even less than you settled for. How true. (laughs) How deep. (laughs) This is a story of a girl and her two friends. They've been friends since forever. And she goes kind of poetically describing how well they know each other because of all the time that they've spent together. They're getting ready. This hangout is different than all the hangouts before. Because this hangout, there's boys coming over. So they're kind of tense, more tense than they've ever been before. They snap at each other. They grab hairbrushes out of each other's hands. It's not great. Okay. (laughs) Um, And then the boys come by. Everyone's kind of nervous. Everyone's nervous. I don't know how old they are, but in my mind, I was picturing them 13. And I just think about, oh, yeah. Remember when you were 13 and you were just like, people of the opposite sex, I don't know how to talk to them. They don't know how to talk to me. Everyone is just uncomfortable. So that was very clearly represented here. But what happens is they go downstairs, they start playing poker. Nobody knows how to play poker. (laughs) (laughs) This also feels familiar. (laughs) Teenagers deciding to do things that they don't know how to do. It's like, we're definitely going to make a three-course meal. (laughs) Yes. We are capable of doing that. At a certain point in the poker game, the weird poker game, they one of the boys pulls a joint out of his pocket. Oh god. <gasps> At this part in the after school special, the music would change, right? Yeah. Yes. It would all of a sudden get kind of minor key, there's a joint. You know? That's how it would be. Nope, sorry. Can that be the new intro? Yes. Perfect. You're welcome for this editorial guidance that I'm providing the podcast. Mine or Kate is a joy. Hi, I'm Laura West. Ah, whatever. Marijuana. So, okay, they pass it around the circle. When it gets to the author, she's like nervous. She's watching it. She's the last one in the circle, obviously. When it gets to her, for dramatic purposes, she lays her cards down on the table and says, I fold. Getting up, I grab my coat. It was their turn to watch me walk out the door. That's the end of the story. Oh. So she didn't give in to peer pressure. She also didn't know how to play poker. She used a poker term to say, I don't want to smoke marijuana. But it was that was like the hair flip of the story. That's what I felt yes. like. She was like, goodbye. I like that, that you're appropriating that like as a literary like term of like a hair flip of a story. <laughs> like, and, the hair, and I can imagine like students being like, OK, so we found the thesis of the story. We found some themes. What is the hair flip of the story? <laughs> it relates only to the teen genre. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. Um, the last story that I picked out, it was called I Knew a Boy. And it's a, just a description of a girl and kind of her fantastical representation of a friendship that she had. I can tell that she really wants it to be fantasy based. And she's definitely romanticizing her past, which this one resonated, resonated with me too hard. Because now <laughs> as, an, as an adult, I look back and I think, okay, it was a little silly of me to be so like dramatically nostalgic. When I was a teenager, I only had, you know, 15 years worth of stuff to be nostalgic about. Like, what was I pining for? I still, I was 15. I mean, so did the baby boomers. Never... <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> but like this, this is what, this is what it feels like she's doing because she's like, there was this boy named Rob. We used to play pretend, but then one day I said, let's pretend we're boyfriend and girlfriend. So she's like trying, Ooh. she's trying to do this real literary thing of like, seeing it at a remove and she's telling you the story as a narrator instead of as a participant and it gets to the end and she calls him again and says let's be hippies today (laughs) and that's like they used to just call each other up and say let's be pirates let's be something else and they just like play pretend and she calls him up and says let's be hippies today i call but i get no answer once i knew a boy and that's the end of the story so that one for me was very uncomfortable because I remember being 15 and being like, remember when we used to play in the street and now everyone's moved away and that boy's not my friend anymore. Oh, the good old days. And now 15 <laughs> years down the road from that, I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what was my deal? <laughs> I was just looking for things to be sad about. Like, <laughs> calm down. That's <laughs> because you were a girl. <laughs> Must be. Spending all that time crying for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like 
this it speaks to <laughs> what I, a theme in, from my childhood looking back, which was that it was very in to try hard to be the manic pixie dream girl. Mm. Really? You know what I mean? I yeah. don't know if it was in. It, that's Maybe. what I said. Oh, oh, like, oh, no. Like, it wasn't in for your for your friend group or whatever. I, I feel like I had a lot Ooh. of friends who were very into, like, the, I'm the weird one. They thought it was cool. Yeah. And, I mean, I thought they were cool for doing it, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely. I had one that tried real hard, and I remember just kind of being baffled. I was like, what are you? Yeah. What are you doing? I also had never heard of a manic pixie dream girl. And so it, did, it didn't click until later when I was reading stuff. I'm like, oh, that's that girl. But I was just, I was confused when it was happening. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that it was in yeah. either where mm-hmm. I was at. I feel like I went along with it a lot. Like I would really buy into the drama sometimes. Yeah, and then yeah. after like the third round, I was like, yeah. mm, I see where this is going. Oh, I, I had more stamina than you, I guess, <laughs> in that sense. Um, but yeah, no, I feel like that, I feel like that speaks to that of like that certain brand of like, how I express and I'm so my sense of drama yeah Yeah, exactly yeah 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 so I uh, yeah I was very uncomfortable with this book which Mm. is kind of the point I mean this terrible books (laughs) yeah have you been comfortable with any of the books I've assigned to you no the one we did have the one that was actually good turned out to be good we thought it was gonna be terrible because of the cover art yeah restory yeah, yeah, that one was Even good. though the cover art was great. I just thought that maybe there might be a terrible book underneath. <laughs> but yeah, this um, I actually am proud of myself because I didn't finish it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't feel compelled to you have didn't to feel like you had to get sucked down yeah. Yeah, into yeah. that emotional mire <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> oh, man. Well, anything else we want to say about these two separate different books that gave us so little. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say this. I did feel I felt uncomfortable just reading it because they were bad stories, but I did feel a little bit of like weird uncomfortable guilt of like I know that my mom owns a few of the chicken oh, soup yeah. books and puts store like sets store by them mm-hmm. and I was like I'm going to be talking about this and like making fun of it and I like had this weird cringing moment of like oh, my mom will be so disappointed in me. <laughs> you know that that and I how I was kind of struggling with with um and I was struggling too with making fun of teens who some of the stories you can tell they're so earnest and this yeah. really these really are their feelings mm-hmm. some of the stories were like you're trying really hard yeah this you're trying to be literary but you don't you haven't had the practice yet because you're only 15 and this story just doesn't make sense I can tell what yeah. literary device you're trying to use but it's just not coming across yeah but a lot of the stories were just like these are their real feelings and I don't want to make fun of their real feelings no yeah and I think that that's what I was trying to figure out like get a handle on was where do we draw the line between like having all been teenage girls ourselves at one point drawing that line between like reminiscent in a like reminiscing and knowing that those are no longer our feelings and knowing that for all of these people this was a phase Mm -hmm. and also criticizing not necessarily the feelings but the lack of editorial guidance yeah probably from um from the curators of this because I, I don't know what the process is for for submitting or what yeah. the review process is or anything like that just but you should have tried like... to submit when you looked up the website then you could have told us <laughs> pretend to be a teen <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> but yeah so <laughs> so um just as something to tell you kate what no yes when i <laughs> was a preteen you see <laughs> i wrote a story <laughs> and it was actually a poem oh of course and i did submit it to what to this to chicken soup for the preteen soul <gasps> Keens talk tough stuff. <laughs> and it... it is there. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I didn't reread that one! Oh. <laughs> Did you bring a copy? Can I read it right now? No. Ah. I, I think that's going to have to be a, a, a piece of homework for both Kate and our listeners. Yeah, BRB, um, go into the library. <laughs> but I also wrote it under a pen name. Oh no. Because I remember my dad, for some reason, being really protective of that. <laughs> Because I guess I was going to be famous one day, and I don't know. I would. I have no idea. But so 
<laughs> we'll see how much money it takes for someone to get me to uh, reveal. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, money. Oh. oh, okay. So I just have to read the whole thing. And, and guess. And, and guess. Think about what I know about you. <laughs> think if I can extrapolate back to preteen Jess mm. and find out which one is yours. And it's a poem. I have that as a clue. And I have the book name as a clue. Okay. Before we go, Jess, you have a blog you want to plug or something? Oh, sure. I have a blog called A Delightful Blog About Depression. It's <laughs> nice. very delightful. But yeah, it talks about um, this um, mental health and some of the struggles and you know, some of the posts are more serious and some are just kind of a lighthearted, like, this is a funny thing that we experience. I, I have other contributors, um, yeah, that talk about their experience. And if you go to the website, there's a way for you to submit stories. Hopefully it's not like chicken soup for the teenage <laughs> soul. Maybe chicken soup for the depressed yet self-deprecating soul. (laughs) So yeah, go to a a delightful blog about depression. Um, I'll see you there. If you also contributed something to uh, chicken soup for the something soul, please let us know. (laughs) Otherwise, we're going to wrap it up and uh, have a wonderful month. Yeah, we'll see you guys next month. Bye. Bye. Oh, no. Oh no. Oh no. I'm just seeing all the tickles. Oh my god. No. Okay, so I'm I'll I'll get to it.